The following is a recording of the Dharma Family Service on October 31st, 2021. Special thanks to the group Cherry Blossoms for providing their rendition of the Gatha Arigato. Thank you, that was beautiful. We'll begin chanting with Shinshi Rai, followed by Ogonge. Before Sensei begins chanting Shinshi Rai, I would like to uh, read the English translation. With sincere heart mind of reverence and obeisance, I take refuge in the eternal abiding Buddha. With sincere heart mind of reverence and obeisance, I take refuge in the eternal abiding Dharma. When, with sincere heart mind of reverence and obeisance, I take refuge in the eternal abiding Sangha. Namamidam.
Today's reading is gratitude for the Jodo Shinshu teaching. The words are on the screen if you'd like to join me. Namo Amidabutsu. Entrust yourself to me. I will, I will liberate you just as you are. This is the calling voice of Amida. My blind passions are embraced in the Buddha's awakening. So the Buddha calls to me. I will liberate you just as you are. Gratefully responding to the Buddha's call, I find that I am already on the path that leads to the Pure Land and the Nembutsu flows freely from my thankful heart. Living with the Dharma as my guide softens my rigid heart and mind. Gratitude for the gift of life I have received frees me become, from becoming lost in greed and anger and allows me to share a warm smile and speak gentle words. Sharing in the joy and sadness of others, I shall strive to live each day to its fullest. Namo Amidabutsu. Jodo Shinshu no Miyoshie. Namo Amidabutsu. 
我に任せよそのまま救うの御田の呼び声私の煩悩と仏の悟りは本来一つゆえそのまま救うが御田の呼び声ありがとうといただいてこの愚信を任すこのままで救い取られる次年の浄土仏遁放射のお念仏見教えをよりどころに生きるものとなり少しずつ報われる報われの心を離れます生かされていることに感謝してむさぼり怒りに流されず穏やかな顔と優しい言葉喜びも悲しみも分かち合い日々に精一杯努めます南無阿弥陀仏南無阿弥陀仏南無阿弥陀仏南無阿弥陀仏南無阿弥陀仏南無阿弥陀仏南無阿弥陀仏Um, well, actually, maybe it's not that cold,、uh, but、uh, it should be, probably be colder. Uh, but uh, I hope everybody is doing, doing well. We are kind of excited because uh, um, kids 5 to 11 can now get the COVID shots, or that's been approved, so it's just a matter of time now.、Uh, so we're really excited、uh, about that. Um, so,、um, I'm going to kind of jump right into it.、Um, ha- have you ever had this happen to you、uh, where you listen to a Dharma message, or not mine, okay, but someone else's,、uh, maybe Matsubari Sensei's or something, okay, and then you think, oh, hey, that was a really good talk, right? And then, but then as soon as you walk out of the Hondo and someone asks you,、uh, you know, what today's talk was about,、um, you suddenly can't remember what the talk was about, right? It's like, oh, what, what, what was that talk about today, right? And all you seem to remember is the jokes that he said, maybe, perhaps.、Uh, but,、uh, you know, one time a student explains to a long time ago, Renyo Shonin. Okay, Renyo Shonin is one of our kind of、uh, head priests in Honganji. He lived in the 15th century. So this was a long, long, long time ago. But、um, a student with the same kind of problem、um, uh, explains to Renyo Shonin. That his mind is like, a, is like pouring water in a basket, you know, and, and one of those wheat woven baskets, water kind of seeps out, right? And it pours out of the basket.、Uh, and, and so when he, when he hears the Dharma talks, at the time, they're deeply moving, and, you know, he's very grateful to hear those talks at the time, right? But as soon as he leaves the Hondo, he reverts back to his old mind, right?、Um, so what, what should I do about this? He asks, Renyo Shoni. How does one make the mind a bucket instead of a basket, you know, where if you put the water in the bucket, the water will hold and retain, right? So、uh, Renyo Shoni kind of looks to him and he like,、uh, thinks about what to say. And then he says this as an answer He says, okay, throw the basket into the water. So he says, throw the basket into the water and keep your body soaked in the water of the Dharma, okay? So he explains that 
Forgetting the Dharma message and everything one has learned through the talks is very natural. Uh, and that's what, you know, that's just the nature of humans. And he says to keep one's mind soaked in the water of the Dharma instead. Or in other words, just keep listening. Just keep coming to the temple. Keep one's ears open to the Nimbut's calling. Uh, and there's, you know, really nothing else for one to do. Okay. And so, um, uh, Shinnan Shonin, so now, not Nenyo Shonin, but Shinnan Shonin now, moving on to Shinnan, uh, he says uh, the phrase, Zenkoni, uh, Zenkoni, uh, okay? So uh, the first character, Zen, uh, means to soak through, to soak through. It's kind of like when you put, you know, when you accidentally spill shoyu on your pants or something, and the, and the, the shoyu starts to spread on the fabric, you know, it's kind of like that, okay? Uh, so that's what Zen means, to, uh, to kind of, um, to bleed through the fabric, okay? And then the second, ko, is kaori, uh, it refers to fragrance, okay? Fragrance. And the last character, nin, refers to person, okay? So Shinnan explains this, this term, zenko nin, that it is a person whom the fragrance of the Buddha's wisdom, <clears throat> excuse me, has completely soaked through the individual. In other words, has saturated the individual, okay? Interesting, interesting uh, kind of phrase there. So fragrance in Buddhism, it takes this very important meaning, okay? That's why we light incense. Incense has a very important kind of role in, in, our, in our rituals as well. My grandfather, um, he was uh, a teacher, a Jodashinshu minister as well, um, but he had this like uh, this huge book collection, and uh, I remember this, and uh, and I took a book, or no wait, I took a book, and then um, years later, I didn't really pay much mind to it until one day I needed to use that book, and this was fairly recently, maybe about five, ten years ago. He he'd well passed away by this point, but I opened the, um, I took out the book from the bookshelf, and I opened the pages. And as soon as I opened the book, the scent came out, right? And it was the scent of my ojijang, right? And as I and as I smelled this scent, right, I instantly I remembered uh, when I was a little boy, right? I remembered ojijang. I remembered, uh, you know, what he looked like, right? And and his voice. I could hear his voice, and then I could hear his voice talking to Obanchang, right? And 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 I just remembered all of these different memories. And so his, his scent was absorbed within the pages of the book. It's very interesting. In much the same way, you know, when we continue to come to the temple and listen to the teachings of Amida Buddha, the Buddha's wisdom slowly permeates in our hearts and the beautiful fragrance of the Buddha Dharma starts to seep into our very being. Have you ever had that happen to you? You know, when, let's say for example, you cooked your mom's old recipe Right? And you smell the dish and it immediately brings back, you know, her image into your heart. Right? Or a moment when you smell the jacket of someone uh, who is no longer physically with you, who has passed on, right? And all of a sudden you return back to a time when you are with that person. Right? These are the moments when we are reminded that we are not alone. We have not been separated from these people forever. They are still here with us. They are still here working on us to awaken us to the world of infinite wisdom and compassion, a world where we all belong. And in this way, the sense of smell, the sense of smell becomes a way to hear. And what are we hearing for? 
we are hearing the calling voice of true reality, the reality in which our loved ones reside. So we are being nurtured by the Buddha Dharma, but we have to kind of continue to listen to the teaching of Amida Buddha's great compassion. And this won't just work by coming to, you know, one or two, you know, temple services or, or sporadically taking an interest. We have to come and listen to the Buddha Dharma continually. And I know that's hard to do from time to time, um, but that's, that's why I believe the Sangha is crucially important. It is this community that brings us together and helps us along the way to continue on the path of listening together. Hearing and listening to this teaching is a lifelong journey. Right? It's not something that can be understood uh, after reading an idiot's guide to Buddhism or you know, some random article on this religion. Right? We will get tired along the way. We might even grow disillusioned from time to time. But the Sangha, the Sangha keeps us together and gives us encouragement. The Sangha is supposed to make us feel like we belong. And by Sangha, I mean congregation, okay? Okay, this, the, the Sangha. So this teaching is not something that can provide any kind of, kind of instant gratification, okay? If you're being told that, that person's understanding of the Buddha Dharma is still uh, superficial. So the, the first point is that the Buddha Dharma takes slowly to permeate in our hearts and minds, right? Like a fragrance, it takes time and we have to have patience with it. Uh, unfortunately, in today's fast-paced world, it's very hard to have patience for anything anymore, <laughs> but, uh, but um, it's something that we have to kind of sit and, and have patience with. And there's one more point that I would like to make, uh, and this is a very kind of weird point to be making, uh, but um, continuing on with this fragrance example and the sense of smell. What is very interesting is that we cannot smell ourselves, right? Isn't that interesting? Well, okay, it's, it's very hard to at least. We can smell like when we put cologne on or when we just got back from the gym or something like that. But have you ever noticed that it's very hard to smell yourself, right? For example, when we go to someone's house, right, we can smell their scent, right? It's not a bad thing or a good thing or anything like that, right? It's just, it's, it's, uh, it's just this certain distinct scent, right? And it's somewhat maybe influenced by like our ethnicity in terms of like, um, you know, the, the, the kitchen ingredients that we have and the, the ingredients that we use to cook, right? But I don't think that's everything, but that's part of it, I think. You know, my house, I get told, smells like incense. And then uh, maybe it might smell like shoyu or hondashi or something like that, right? Um, which makes sense, right? But nevertheless, each household has this distinct scent, right? Distinct scent. But if you ask me what my house smells like, I wouldn't be able to describe that to you, right? Someone else would have to explain that. So we can't smell ourselves. Very interesting, very interesting phenomenon. And I, I like to move to another example about this sense of smell, of, of not being able to smell ourselves. And this is a morbid kind of example, but <laughs> please bear with me. I promise there's a point here. But it's kind of like, you know, bad breath, you know. Uh, I'm sorry for the gross example. But uh, what, you know, other people might say that your breath smells, right? Uh, and, and, and you can smell other people's breaths fairly easily. But when you do a breath check on yourself, right, you go, <sighs> you think to yourself, Eh, not bad, right? <laughs> right? But your breath is, you know, meanwhile, reeking, right, to other people, right? They can smell you from 20 feet away, right? Right? In much the same way, when we when we talk about other people, it's so easy for us to make fun of other people, 
to look down on other people, to find the bad things in other people, right? Or say things like, you people are like this, right? You people are like that, right? And when we do a check on ourselves, it's almost always this attitude of, meh, it's not that bad, right? It could be worse, right, kind of thing. We always look upon ourselves kind of in this better light, uh, and, and we're always uh, kind of right? And, and but as soon as it, as it's someone else, uh, we're we're very you know strict. We become you know bring out the lynch mob kind of right. We become very critical and highly scrutinizing, right? We can't trust ourselves to do the checking because uh, in Japanese, right? And to translate that, it means in other words, we are in our own eyes, we are special in our own eyes, right? All of a sudden, uh, well, towards ourselves, we become kind of laxed in our standard of judgment. But when it's towards other people, we become very strict, right? Very meticulous. And this is the bombu, or the ignorant being, uh, or the ordinary being as defined in Jodo Shinshu Buddhism. A very um, popular Jodo Shinshu teacher that I know um, gave a great example, and I, this will always stick in my mind for the rest of my life, probably. But uh, he says, you know, you know, one minute I, the minister, right, uh, I might be very critical of a temple member, right, uh, for whatever reason, right. I don't like the guy, and then I, you know, I say, oh, this guy comes, and I have to talk to him. He's like, oh, I don't want to talk to this guy, and I don't like this guy. But watch that same member donate a lot of money to the Eitaikyo service, right. All of a sudden, he's my best friend, right? <laughs> right? Oh, 1997, oh, welcome to the temple, you know, genki datta, you know, how are you, right? And so he becomes very nice all of a sudden, right? Um, so um, this flip-flop in character, right, is this bombu, right, is this bombu. And I'd I like to give you another example. My grandfather once wrote a book and he says that, um, you know, take a person who has these firm political views, right? And he gets thrown in prison for those political views, a political prisoner, if you will, right? And you deprive that man of certain luxuries in life, right? I guarantee you, after three days of being in prison, he will happily exchange his political views for a cigarette in prison. <laughs> he will happily change his political views for a cigarette in prison, right? And as we can see from these examples, right, our blind passions sway us one way, one day and another way and the next day. One minute we are this way, tomorrow will be the opposite way. We are so precarious. We are so fickle in our natures. Yet we carry ourselves out to be these principled people, self-righteous people who never change, right? Our values of the, and our definition of good and evil, right and wrong, go right out the door as soon as it becomes an inconvenience to the ego self. And this is the nature of the human mind and heart. This is the bombu as defined in Buddhism. So going back to this point of not being able to smell ourselves, so far I've given you kind of negative examples, but there's positive examples too, right? Um, it, for those who come to find joy in this religion, for those who encounter the Buddha Dharma and become grateful of this religion, these people too, cannot smell themselves. And let me explain. Um, the um, Shinna Shonin uh, explains in his uh, uh, poems, and he writes one poem. He says the following, I am such that I do not know right and wrong and cannot distinguish between false and true. 
I lack small love and compassion. And yet, for fame and profit, I enjoy teaching others. Shinan Shonin is very famous for being very honest with himself, honest with his feelings, brutally honest with himself. So he confesses to himself that he does not know right from wrong. Uh, he does not have even small love and compassion. But, uh, and, and he's not being fake here. He's being very genuine, I feel. And he's trying to say that his heart is full of cunning and deceit, that he constantly calculates and treats himself better than others. Uh, and for this reason, he is a person of blind passions. Yet he pretends to act like he knows everything and teaches others when he is in no position to do that. And this is his honesty, right? But when we read this as the followers of Shinran Shonin, we see just how humble he was. He became this way because he encountered the truth of Amida Buddha's great compassion. But for Shinran, he saw himself as this bombu, right? But it's the people around him that, can, uh, that saw the humility in him and said, that is a true teacher, right? So they are the ones who can smell the sweet fragrance coming from this person, Shinran Shonin. He is so potent in his fragrance that even I, a person who is living 21st century in America, can smell his Dharma fragrance from the pages of this book. Right? And that is the power of Amida Buddha's working. It's not magical. It has nothing to do about you know, mysticism or, or you know, any kind of magic-like things. Right? It's simply truth manifesting itself. So as such, when others see the Nembutsa alive, well within an individual, they can smell that sweet fragrance of the Nembutsu coming off of that person, and they will aspire to be like that individual, right? But the Nembutsu person, him or herself, is not aware of that, right? I remember uh, Bishop Umeza, I've mentioned this quote before, but uh, Umeza Sensei, right? I, 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 know, I think many of you know him, but he's mentioned this before. He says, um, no truly humble person will tell other people I am a humble person, right? He, uh, no one will ever admit that, right? Or a, a truly humble person will not ever say those words, right? It's the people around him that will, or around her, that will see the humility in that person, right? So as we continue to listen to the Buddha Dharma, the Nembutsu teaching and its benefits will slowly emanate from us. If we are honest in our approach, we will naturally and unpretentiously express great joy, humility, hope, and peace of heart and mind. You know, uh, just to give you a small example, uh, Yasuhiro-san, Yaeko-san was, uh, I feel, just like that, right? She was very humble, right? And uh, she would never, you know, kind of uh, ibaru, right? She would always be very, very humble, but she, uh, she would all, I remember her telling me, you know, I'm, I'm such a, you know, uh, nasakenai person, or right? uh, I remember her telling me, you know, I'm, well, I have all this, uh, uh, you know, how should I say, uh, attachments, right? I am not, a, I am not a, a, a good person, she would say, right? But from us on the, around her, outside of her, outside of herself, right? We see the goodness in her, right? And we see that she is a fabulous person. That is the Nimbutsu practitioner, a living, breathing Nimbutsu practitioner that we, um, we were able to experience in our lives. And so this is what we can aspire to become.
And this is what Shinnai Shoni can teach us. And this is what our values are as a Jodo Shinshu Buddhist. So uh, with that, I'd like to uh, conclude by saying, you know, uh, let's become that basket that throws the mind into the water. And let's try to become the Zenkonin, where the fragrance permeates from our, our very selves. And with that, I would like to end today's uh, Dharma talk. Please join me in Gasho. Such beings are like people who, imbued with incense, bear its fragrance on their bodies. They may be called those adorned with the fragrance of light. Namo Amida Butz. Namo Amida Butz. Namo Amida Butz. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sensei, for that inspiring, thoughtful, thought-provoking message. I'll now read the English translation of the lyrics to Sangye, The Blessing of Flowers. Boundless, glistening sky, verdant fields and mountains, radiant in full measure, the sun rises. I bow to the Buddha, scattering sweet, scented flowers give homage to the great compassion. Storm that shrouds the earth has faded, faintly fragrant, the moon is white. I bow to the Buddha, scattering flowers so pure, give homage to the great power. Namo Amidabhatsu.